comic books, movies, TV, and more. Nerds are everywhere. It's time to assemble! Nerds United, a Jittery Monkey podcast. Here's your host, Greg Mahachko. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Nerds United on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Greg Mahachko, joined as always by the reigning, defending, undefeated, undisputed co-host of the year, Mike Luther. Yay! Applause sound effects. Yay! Hi, buddy. Oh, oh, how are you doing? Hi. You know what? I I feel great. Good. I I feel like I bring a different energy when I don't have four sleeping people upstairs when we're trying to record the show. That is very true. Yeah. Because that introduction that I just did, I'd be like, (laughs) the reigning and defending, undefeated, undisputed co-host of the year, Mike Luther. Yeah, a little look behind the scenes right now. Normally, it's about six nine, hours later. <laughs> yeah, nine, nine thirty, sometimes, sometimes ten. Where you know, I'll get a message from Greg, be like, "All right, I can do this now." Then we'll set it up. But this time, uh, uh, Greg, you messaged me probably like it's about three fifteen right now, and you messaged me about fifteen minutes ago with, uh, with something we could talk talk about on the show. And then I said, "Okay, is it going to be tonight?" Cause I wasn't sure <laughs> you're like, probably I'm like, I don't do probably. All right. You and said like, that that word's not in your yeah, vocabulary. Not, that probably is not in my vocabulary. And I was like, should, should be right. And, and then, then, then I said, know. hell, we can do it right now. If you were off work and I'm Mike, the, the, the four words that you sent back filled me with such glee. Tell the folks. <laughs> I said, I am off work right now. Boom. Yes. Here we are. So what's that feeling to be off work by three o'clock on a Friday? Well, I start early too. So, oh yeah, okay, yeah. And um, a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, on my cases, I kind of just didn't go to the office today. <laughs> like, like I, I gave my boss the heads up yesterday. I'm like, I don't think I'm coming in. He said, Well, you know, you know, you put in a good half day, you know, something like that. I answer some emails and some phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I well, I I don't I can't remember the last time I've officially been in the office, but I've been teaching. Like I right, teach yeah. four days a week, four classes a day, and it's all the same lesson. So by the time like like now, I have taught this lesson just just at this school, not not counting the other schools and then other years I've done it sixteen times. That's tremendous. Yeah, I'm, I get really good at it. So. I, I bet you are very. I anyway, we've talked about this before. Is all the accolades and positive feedback you have received from 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 the the lessons that you yeah. that you provide the youngsters who th- these are important lessons you know like this isn't like math this is stuff that's going <laughs> to exactly <laughs> stuff you're going to use this is kind of stuff that or hopefully they don't use right huh? right true 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 <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, but otherwise otherwise how how have you been sir uh, good. Like I said, I'm, I'm happy it's Friday. Uh, my son should be coming home soon. He he had a video game club that he joined. Interesting at school. Wait, I'm wait, happy. wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Is, is that like a school sanctioned yeah, video? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That seems, I don't know if you remember this, 
I was in at, at our high school senior year. I was in the inaugural. This is an actual club that we had okay. meetings and events. Okay. Ultimate Frisbee Club. Oh yeah, yeah, year. I remember that. Yeah, I, I feel like I the video game. That. You did. You did. Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to like. Uh, this is going to sound dirtier than I intended, but I was trying to backdoor my way into some some friends there. I just realized after saying it that it sounded way dirtier than even <laughs> I thought it was going to sound. Um, but uh, the so the video game club sounds just as made up and ridiculous. I mean, it might be. I, it wasn't something that had me for because he's in creative writing club. And he is in the TLS mentors. I, I do not know what TLS stands for, but it's like um, the learning society. Is that what it is? I have no idea. Never heard of it. Oh, you actually might be close. <laughs> it has, it, well, it has something to do with like special education, especially like, oh, okay. you know, the kid taking the kids with special needs and doing activities with them. It's like, nice. That. yeah, those, sounds those, like you're raising a real winner there. I, yeah, I would, I would say so. I don't know how, but, you know, magically, right. But then, yeah, he texted me today and he said, I might be a little late coming home. And I said, why? I'm like, I'm thinking, are you in trouble? You know? And then he said, I'm uh, joining the, the video game club. I'm like, all right, cool. And then, so he might be home now. I'm not really sure. Uh, he's supposed to get done at three. But then he's going out to eat with some of his cousins and my mom. They're going out to eat. So I'm going to go grocery shopping after this. You're not going to go out to eat? No, I'm going to go grocery shopping. Where where do they go to eat or where they go someplace in that town in your town? They will go to Applebee's is what they have decided. That's probably what Glen Carbon Edwardsville. Yeah, I would believe so. OK, OK, not 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 horrible. No, um, the, the thing about your town, mm-hmm. it doesn't have many local options, surprisingly. It does not at all. I had a lot of fast food. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right by the interstate. So all that yeah. makes sense. Some um, of the fast food is good. Sometimes they mess up your order. I'll be honest with you. The only one I really ever venture to is the Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen is hit or miss sometimes for us. Hmm. I, I keep it simple. I, you know, if they screw up chicken strips, then they don't, they shouldn't here's be. Here's the thing, though. Come on, here's the thing. <laughs> so we went there a couple times. Now, Nolan has told me because he goes, you know, by himself a lot. He has told me that they're getting better. But one time he went there and he always wants to get the chicken strips with like a side of gravy, like the dipping sauce gravy. Oh, yeah. The white gravy is the best. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Well, one time he went there and he came home. He's like, oh, they didn't give me my gravy. He's like, I, I thought I told him, but maybe I didn't. I don't know. And then, you know, a couple weeks later, we, we me and him went and order us. And they said, what do you want as a side? Uh, gravy. OK, cool. Didn't put it in there again. Huh. Yeah, but he said he's on there since, and he said they're pretty good at it. You know, he's in fact he said last time he didn't even mention it, and they still put it in. I, I so I've been to that one numerous times, as, as you know. I sometimes work in your town, and and uh, when you're busy or I don't have a lot of time or to to pop in and visit, or I do drive by, and sometimes there's just no place to park. Yeah, <laughs> so I go to to DQ, get my meal, and then I'll go to the park watch, uh, you know, something on Netflix on my phone or something like that, eat my meal. But they're like, you know, what kind of dipping sauce would you like? Oh, psh, yeah. the white gravy, of course. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, you know where I live. Yes. And you know that just kind of up the road from where I live, uh, the Taco Bell. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, I, I, again, I don't go there a ton, but recently, you know, several times, 
more times than should happen. Uh-huh. You know, I'll, I'll place my order. In, and here's the thing with like Taco Bell. I don't, it's one of the few places I go where I don't get the combo meal. I kind of be like, this sounds good. And this sounds good. Right, this right, sounds okay. good blah, blah, blah. Um, but I almost always order cinnamon twist. Okay. And I pay for cinnamon twist. <laughs> right. And then I get home and I look and lo and behold, no cinnamon twists. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. but that point I'm already like home. I'm not you going don't to go back. back. Out. Right. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going back. No. So, yeah. So, yeah. I, I think what I need to do is I just need to start pulling forward, checking the bag and then like doing what crazy people do. That's storm inside. Be like, I demand my damn cinnamon twists. See, that's I, I, I agree with you, but I wouldn't do that. Thanks. Like if they didn't put something in the bag, I'm just like, ah, fuck. All right. Let's carry on. <laughs> That's the good Lord's way of saying I don't need cinnamon twists on my <laughs> on my on my uh, hips. Um, and look, I know people are going to say if you're going to complain about service that much, man, you should you should do it. You should get in that industry. So, like, no, I have a real job. <laughs> Sorry, I, I did my time at fast food years right, ago. Right? Yeah. So, um, um, you know what? With Taco Bell, um, they got rid of their chicken chipotle melts. Apparently, that's fine. No, that's what I, that was my go-to order. You're crazy, man. Chicken Chipotle milk. Mm, they were good. So nachos Belgrande, no beans. Like I'm not like oddly enough, you know, haha beans. Um, but I don't do refried beans. No, not at all. No, okay. I'm not a, not a fan. Okay. Um, it's too like pasty. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it, it's like exactly you know, it is. It is, <laughs> it is no. bean paste, and I won't stand yeah. for it. Yeah. Um. But so uh, nachos, but grande, no beans. Uh, I'll often do a, um, a beef and cheese like, uh, oh, they used to be like the little snack, like toasted snack things like, to- like mini burritos, I guess. OK, beefy, crunchy, whatever. Uh, I like the chili cheese burritos or the Frito burritos. Hold on. Who has chili cheese burritos now? Taco Bell. Chili- yeah. no. No, they've been uh, well, unless you are do you actually what's the last time you've actually gotten one? Last time I went to Taco Bell within the last six months. Because they're not on the menu. Dude, all you gotta do is be like, hey, I know what's up. Give me some of that chili cheese. They so. they haven't been on the menu since I don't know, I was a little kid because I used to love those. That was the only so I used to be a very, very picky eater. Like extra like it's, it's picky that's as picky as you that's how you grow up skinny. I right. didn't have that problem. I was right. like, if it looks like food, it's gonna go in the mouth. But I remember uh, my aunt taking me to Taco Bell when I'm little. And I'm like, okay, I don't like lettuce. I don't like tomatoes. You know, don't like all this kind of stuff. You know, olives, whatever goes on Mexican food. But uh, she's like, <laughs> she's like, do you like chili? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, do you like cheese? I'm like, not really. She's like, well, you can't really chase the cheese. <laughs> and she, and she's like, oh, yeah, she's like, get a chili cheese burrito. You might like it. And she's like, if you don't like it, I'll, you know, I'll eat it. So I ordered a chili cheese burrito. Oh my god, it was delicious. And I, I honestly, well, I'll say right now, I ordered it up. Up. I remember ordering still when I was like 16, 16, 17, working at Walmart. And I had a buddy of mine who worked at Taco Bell across the street. And I would go there. And if he was working, he'd give me the employee discount. I don't think he's supposed to, though, but he would. Um, but I would I'd eat the chili cheese burritos there on my lunch hour. So yeah, I. I did. I thought they were discontinued. 
my man. Mm-hmm. I have seen them. And even if, when I don't see them on the menu, I still ask. Okay. Next Chili, time I go to next time I go to Taco Bell, we're going to test out the Taco Bell here in, in T-Roy. I'm going to find out if they have, if, if I'm going to say chili cheese burrito and they go, what the hell is that? Or they go, you're in the club. You got <laughs> it. Well, uh, real quick, we're going to come back to Taco Bell briefly. But a uh, week and a half, two weeks ago, something like that, I was down in what I think is the only town in Southern Illinois that has a Taco John's. Okay. And so I went to Taco John's for the first time in probably 15 years. Okay. I would say it was, last time I was down there or, or last time I had Taco John's was when I lived down in Cape Girardeau. That was tail end of 20, 20, 2006, 2006 and the first few months of 2007. And this is what I can tell you about my Taco John's experience. Apologies to Taco John's. The only thing that holds up memorably to, you know, my, my past uh, passions for Taco John's were the potato Olays. Potato Olays, dynamite, everything else kind of crap. Now, wasn't there a Taco John's at one point in time in Highland? I don't know. I feel like I've been to a Taco John's before. And and remember it was bad, or at least remember hearing it was bad. So Taco John, sorry. Now I want to get back to Taco Bell because the post that I sent you that that is the reason we're recording in the afternoon and not uh, at night was a screenshot, and I didn't click the article. I didn't really feel it was necessary. Uh, Mountain Dew is taking its uh, beloved Baja Blast soda pop yeah and making it alcoholic making it a, a baja beer baja blast beer do we know when do we know where when, where can i pick where can i pick this up at taco bell oh oh okay no i'm kidding i don't know oh, I, was gonna say, I, didn't, oh. I didn't click the link what am i uh crazy um i will find out baja blast alcohol well now, okay it looks like hard it may be, yeah so it's not quite yeah. going to be good um <laughs> true here's the thing baja blast for a generation was only available exclusively at taco bell true. it was the only place that you could get baja blast and then they said wait a minute why are we limiting ourselves and our revenue stream let's put it in bottles and cans etc and so they did. Baja Blast is, in my opinion, the best Baja Blast. Or, I mean, the best Mountain Dew. <laughs> it is also the best Baja Blast. It is. By process of elimination, yes. it ranks number one out of one of Baja Blast. Yes. Um, I'm not a big Mountain Dew person. Okay. I So, Code Red is fine. There was another one as a, I don't know, if, uh, I think Voltage was yes, orange. Yes. And then there was one that's kind of purplish that came out in 2008. Yeah. Uh, and I used to drink that and play video games uh, in my apartment. This was of course. Before, before I met my wife or soon to be wife. Um, but I'm not a Mountain Dew guy. And we talked about this, this is a regional. I'm a ski drinker, you know, yeah, um, yeah. so it is what it is. Uh, so Baja Blast Hard Seltzer. Mike, are you going to give that a shot? Yeah, Probably. 
but I'm not a huge hard. I don't even know if I've ever had a hard seltzer. I, I might have. Not, I think not, I have. Because isn't not, that like White Claw? Yeah, I think yeah. so. And there's a bunch of them out there. White Claw, Paul Truly. I did hear at one point, this is near Christmas time, I think, that I want to say it was either Miller or Michelob, but they had a hard seltzer uh, and the flavor was like orange cream or something like that. And it was supposed to be very good. Like it's supposed to taste like a dream sickle. I could not find it anywhere. I uh, fell into the alcohol infused soda trap. Mm-hmm years back this is when they first came out i think they started with root beer right uh so yes so the brand and i don't know maybe i've talked about this in the past because i only have you know a limited amount of stories and anecdotes to share um but i had a six pack of i think it was the brand was not your father's root beer yep that's what it was and i took it to my you know i had a family barbecue on a summer day and i was drinking those like they were beers yeah and so i drank three of them in about a 45 minute to an hour period. And what I didn't think about was the effect of all the sugar that just right in my gut. Right. And so I'm like, Oh, I don't feel great. <laughs> so uh, I learned my lesson and I, I've just stuck, chucked a regular beer that doesn't affect you when you drink too much uh, in, in, in any, in enormous quantities has no negative side effects whatsoever. I just stick to regular what? beer now. Yeah, here's the thing with the, the, uh, those root beers, though. It's not just the sugars. They have a high alcohol content on them. I, I, I forget what it is. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, so it, it tastes exactly like a root beer, the ones I, I had, at least. So they're really good. And, yeah, they have a pretty high content, I believe. I, I want to say it's like 9%, but I'm going to be way, way off. If it's going to be like 5% or something like that. I'll be 2.3%. Right. <laughs> I'm just a little lightweight. Uh, but no, I, all I know is that that really put a damper on the remainder of, <laughs> of my barbecue experience that day. Um, okay. Hold on. I'm sorry. Pause you for a second. Not your father's root beer has a 10.7% ABV. Is that good or bad? <laughs> Higher than a lot of craft beers. Honestly, that's, that's what I thought. <laughs> That would be 20, 20 proof. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, it's not just the sugars. You were also drunk. <laughs> All right. No, that's perfect. That that allows for uh, added uh, reasoning and purpose behind probably some of the offensive things I said that day. There, there you go. There you go. Perfect. Haven't seen some of that family since. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, are, are we going to try Baja Blast booze? Whatever, yeah. Let's. I, I say, if, if we see it in the store, you know, grab one. If uh, if you see it, mm-hmm. I'll I'll take one off your hands. All right, and perfect. we'll, we'll try it for the try it for the show. Yes. So, all right, Mike. We got some things we should talk about. We should uh, as the geek world continues to spin, and one of the things that we want to talk about, I. I was at home working emails, phone calls, things like that this morning. I was also editing and uploading uh, the Husker podcast, the five heart podcast uh, uh, available wherever you enjoy podcasts. Uh, But this morning I watched the most recent book of Boba Fett and I got up to speed on Peacemaker. Last week on Peacemaker, we got quite 
the swerve reveal at the end. Good. And this week on Peacemaker, uh, we found out that now somebody knows. Yes, yes. We did. And that's all we can say because it's a day old episode and we don't want to spoil anything. Right. I am enjoying all the episodes, though. Like I said, I find myself just sitting there laughing my ass off a lot of times, you know, Um, I think it's I I think the Peacemaker character uh, is such a departure from like John Cena, the on screen, like babyface wrestler that was squeaky clean and, you know, set a record that's probably never going to be surpassed for like make a wish uh, visits and appearances and meet and greets and things like that. And I feel like part of that plays into Peacemaker, but Peacemaker just does not have any, I guess, like social wherewithal as a character, you know, like he thinks he's, he's, you know, like going back to, to the movie, you know, the suicide squad, where he's like, would you eat a, eat a bag, eat a bag of dicks or something like that? He's like, I need a, uh, Whole field of them, a, a, a whole beach full of them, yeah, for freedom yeah. Or, or liberty or whatever. So he had, he's very, um, oddly enough, like despite the fact that he's kind of murdery, uh, yeah. there's a, a certain like childlike innocence and bewilderment about him. Oh, that, yeah, that I'm, uh, it's fun to watch, and again, it's really fun just to see John Cena just drop f bombs every line. Yeah, he's definitely not, and I don't know if we talked about this or not in the beginning. Before before even watching the show, and I don't think this is really a spoiler, but he's not really a bad guy anymore. No, I mean, kind of is, but and I had a feeling they were going to do that because you're not going to have a whole show about a bad guy. No. The guy's going to start off bad and then learn the error of his ways. And that's how you know I in the movie uh, The Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, right? He got. Bad. You know, like he was bullied, he was yeah. downtrodden, and he kind of had like that snapping moment. So I'm curious, like, I don't know how you and I think we, we talked about this. This is your concern for Black Adam, which we'll see later mm-hmm. this yeah. year. Is is you know, DC's gonna try to like anti-hero him up and, and oh, you yeah. try to try to save face because it's really is the golden boy, uh Dwayne Johnson. Yes. Uh but yeah, that's that's really tough. There's if you're going to do a movie about a villain, I, 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 and I, I understand and, and can very well see where your concerns are, are, are um, well informed. But if you're going to do a movie about a villain, he's got to stay a villain, right? I mean, like, right. you can't, and then you have like the sequel be the villain gets his comeuppance, you know, like yes. in yeah. Shazam 3 or whatever. Yeah. You know, so I, that's my, I, I share those concerns with you. Um, it doesn't take you know, less in my interest. I don't think no. in, in black Adam, but, uh, right. So for peacemaker, he, uh, James Gunn made him kind of villainous because James Gunn put him in. Oh, yeah. I don't think, you know, and I, I admittedly have never read a peacemaker comic book and I'm pretty sure that anything we got that's, you know, 2021 and on, you know, in comics is going to be more of that, James Gunn style, the the, oh, yeah. the the Deadpoolish type of yep. of you know like ass kicker and whatnot and smart mouth. I don't know if you go back what Peacemaker his personality was like before. So, um, but it's my understanding that he and maybe he has always been this like you know 
eat a beach full of dicks for justice type of guy. But I, I, I just don't know. I don't, I don't have enough. Um, you know, if there's a book right in front of me, that will tell me more about peacemaker, which we've read already before, which we did. And we still don't remember. No. And it probably is. It's just generic stuff. That's the thing. I don't, you know, it's not oh, going to stay in there. Like, yep. Yeah, and he's also said that. <laughs> like, wow. Uh, but you, you know, you're right when you said James Gunn made him a villain because he put him in Suicide Squad. Not only did he put him in Suicide Squad, he made a scene where Peacemaker is about to shoot some, well, shoot Rick Flag in the face. Spoiler alert for a movie that's old. Um, and only because Rick Flag's going to whatever it was, tell somebody about what was going on, about the mission. And he kills him. So he's not a good guy. But then in the TV series, they change it. And I knew everyone knew they, knew they were going to. They change it to where, you know, oh, he's, uh, you know, first he, is, he doesn't kill children. And then, you know, they're not actually. And the thing is also, they're not. And, okay, sorry if this is a spoiler alert. They're not killing actual humans. It's these alien creatures, spoiler alert, that they're killing. So it's kind of like. That's not entirely accurate. Partially, partially true, partially true. They are essentially um, uh, humans who have been, and and this will be a spoiler. Mm -hmm. So I apologize. Spoiler to you as well, Mike, because, well, no, you're up to. No, I was going to say. You're up to they are humans who have been essentially infected and, and right. overrun. So yeah. their their human element is gone. But at one point yeah. they were humans. Um, yeah. Christopher Smith, a peace envoy and diplomat, the peacemaker, also a brilliant innovator of assorted non-lethal weaponry, which we haven't really seen in the peacemaker show. The oh. non-lethal side, no, all lethal. Uh, it's a one-man war on would-be world conquerors, petty tyrants, and one of comics' rare mad doomsday preppers. Uh, he was a soldier, statesman, and adventurer. Or, I'm sorry, his father was a soldier, statesman, and adventurer. His mother, a research scientist. He develops an array of varied skills, ranging from spearfishing to engineering. Creates his own personal arsenal of undeadly arms. He carried a gun with fired medicated pellets to stun his enemies, uh, plus knockout gas that could be fired at supersonic speeds. He ends conflicts with nonviolent solutions. So, the peacemaker that we're given is very different. From the oh, yeah. peacemaker that was out, uh, oh, that's a long time ago. Uh, fifty five, yeah, fifty five years ago. That is a long time. That is older than our parents. No, younger than our parents. Nope, that's exactly as old as my my mom. Is it really? She was born in fifty five. She was born in fifty five. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah. no, it, yeah, yeah. this this is uh, he was sixty six. He's about fifty five years old. Oh, oh okay. So younger than, you know, both my parents and mine. Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah. Also, we apologize to Mike's mom for essentially giving her age on, on the worldwide airwaves. Well, uh, all two people will be shocked. But maybe now she'll get two more birthday cards this year. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, so, again, I'm enjoying Peacemaker. Uh, I'm very curious. I can't remember how many episodes this is supposed to be. I think we're into five now. Yes. Uh, I I definitely know it's gonna it's gotta be more than six. Just I I don't think yeah. you button it up uh you know based on what we learned at the end of this episode. 
and I did not know that the uh, kind of the leader of the group who you know, is involved in a spoiler that I'm not going to get into, but that way I can at least uh, uh, tee up some intelligence to you, Mike, uh, is cast in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Who? Uh, I, Stephen Agee? No. Hardcore? Uh, no. The, the, the leader. The alien guy. Oh, whatever his name is. Yeah, exactly. Is his name? Nerm? Is, is it Nerm in the show? Probably. Also, uh, there's eight episodes. OK, so we got three more. Yeah. Good deal. Um, I guess he's. So what does he play? Oh, let's see. I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to pronounce his name wrong because I've seen it. OK. Oh, I don't even. Uh, Clemson Mern is the who he plays. Mern, I, I, I was Mern, wrong. Yeah. I, said, I said Nerm, and that was way off. And I feel like I, I feel like if I even try to pronounce this, I'm going to get it wrong. He's a Nigerian-British actor. Chukwudi Uwuji. That's about the best I could do as well. That's so my somebody, story, and I'm sticking with it. If somebody knows how to properly pronounce his name, tell me how in the comments. <laughs> Record yourself pronouncing it in the comments, and I'll I'll try to pronounce it correctly. By the way, that's how I have to tell with like the uh, the kids that I teach, because if I have to call on them, I'm I or read their name. I'm a lot of the kids. I'm like, uh, look, I'm probably gonna pronounce your name wrong. Correct me. I'll apologize. Correct me, and I'll try to do it again. But I'm probably gonna pronounce it wrong several times. That's fair. I'll eventually get it though information released uh, a couple of days ago. So it does tie into guardians of the galaxy. Um, and this is from IGN.com is that Iwuji uh, is playing one of the most complex MCU characters ever. Uh, he has been self-described the character by the actor, uh, Chukwudi Iwuji, uh, as extremely powerful and complex. Okay. He says James, obviously James Gunn, who yes. has done um, all the Guardians of the Galaxy and, of course, did the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. We're talking about it, but he's certainly one of, if not the most complex characters we've seen in the freaking Marvel Universe. So he's deeply complex and deeply powerful, and I hope intriguing. I hope I bring that to it. I'm going to make a prediction right now. Okay. Uh, it is going to be a character that nobody's heard of. But after it comes out, everybody will somehow be an expert on what this character is supposed to be like. Mephisto. <laughs> yes. I, I do think, and look, there, there's nothing wrong with this. Um, a lot of actors, or, or I should say a lot of directors, uh, creative types, you know, pull from the same short list of, of actors. Uh, uh, Scorsese did it with De Niro for years. Uh, Ron Howard uh, uh, tends to select Tom Hanks for projects. And that, I'm not saying anything bad about that. Uh, James Gunn has a very short, I, a very small list of, of like people in his Rolodex. I forget who said this, but there was a celebrity who talked about like, though you want to be able to work with your friends. Like sure. you want to be able to get projects where you can work with your friends. And they said it, it you're like, you know, you're on top when you only have to work with your friends. 
So yeah, that's true. Yeah. That means yeah, it, it's got to be a, a more fun, you know, onset experience mm-hmm. and everything else. So uh, I'm, that's not a knock. I, I think no. my initial um, word that I I thought of previously and set aside what gave it like negative connotation, but to to be in that position where mm-hmm. you know like like you know Chris Pratt does a lot of things. Right. With a lot of different creators, but he probably doesn't have to. Like, he could probably live very comfortably off of just Star Lord. You know, between yes. Star Lord and Jurassic World, I think he's okay. Yes. I thought you said Star Wars at first. I was like, oh, shit, what did he do in Star Wars? I don't even know. No, Star Lord. Yes, that is correct. It, I, well, I mean, it wouldn't have surprised me if J.J. Uh, Abrams would have snuck him in as like a random stormtrooper voice or something like that. That's true. Yeah. Um. So, Let's let's uh, roll on a little bit. We talked uh, about the hard seltzer, the hard right. dew coming. Um, while we're talking Marvel, let's at least mention a Marvel actor who is less than happy with Marvel's parent company. Oh, okay. Uh, Peter Dinklage, who oh, yes, yes. was in Infinity War, uh, Avengers Infinity War. It, which Marvel, of course, owned by Disney, uh, had some less than favorable things to say about Disney stu- uh, Studios and their Snow White and the Seven Dwarves uh, live action movie. Yeah. And he said this is all in, in I think, a, a podcast that is, I, I guess, has a couple more listeners than ours. Uh, the w- WTF with Mark Marin. Dinklage said, literally, no offense to anyone, but I was a little taken aback when they were very proud to cast a Latina actress as Snow White, but you're still telling the story of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Take a step back and look at what you're doing there. It makes no sense to me. You're progressive in one way, but then you're still making that fucking backwards story, his words, uh, about seven dwarves living in a cave together. What the fuck are you doing, man? Have I done nothing to advance the cause from my soapbox? I guess I'm not loud enough. End quote. And I, I, yeah, I, I, mean, I shared this on uh, on social media, and mm-hmm. you commented on it. And we'll say uh, acquaintance of the show, uh, Adam, also had some thoughts as well about it because I don't. Similarly, I don't know if he's. I don't think he's trying to get the movie, you know, stopped. Disney came out, you know, in in the. Uh, uh, in their own statement saying that they're working with members of the dwarfism community to, to, I guess, keep everybody as happy as they can be in, in a situation like this, where feelings are going to be hurt and people are going to be offended. Um, Like kudos to Dinklage. He has not pigeonholed himself into, and and, nor has he allowed himself, I guess be a better way to put it, to be pigeonholed. Uh, into you know paying uh replaying caricature stereotype often negative stereotype characters the typical you know playing an elf right and you know whatever it is I'm, I'm wondering from a there's a way to do this movie where you don't have members of that particular community in there and i don't know um the the comedian that you like Brad uh, Williams. Thank you. Who yeah. also um, 
is part of the the I don't know, dwarf community. I, I don't know. I guess I'm. I think it's, I think I think little people is what. Okay, I little people. Think, okay, I, I, I apologize. Wrong. I apologize. Uh, I did not know the, I, I the right know. or wrong way to say it. Yeah. So my apologies. Um, I mean, look, I'm not. This is not me patting anybody on the back, but there's a high school less than 15 minutes from my house whose uh, mascot is literally the midget. Yeah, so yes, yes. I, I, you know, I'm still shocked that they got get, you know, are getting away with that for so long. Um, maybe it just takes me, you know, in this podcast, in this show uh, to be advocates of change. I don't know. They probably won't want to hear that. Um, but Brad Williams has said, you know, on one hand, yes, I, I agree with Peter Dinklage. He said, oh, I, comic, you know, jokingly, I think on the other hand, roles like this, <laughs> <laughs> might give me work, or, you know, acting gigs or something like that. So yeah, that was a little more tongue in cheek. Um, but did you ever see the movie Fred Claus? No. Fred Claus stars Vince Vaughn, Paul Giamatti, Elizabeth Banks, uh, Kevin Spacey. Right. Other people. Uh, and all of the elves that are at the North Pole are all full grown, you know, like, regular not not this guy's up at crap um you know six foot six foot whatever tall people that they have digitally shrunk down to elf size i guess we not want to see it now it's it's got some really touching but but you've heard said it's good you said it's your favorite movie because of you know i didn't say it was my favorite so it's your absolute favorite uh (laughs) um but there's a way in where I, I just don't know how, like, what, what is he mad at Disney for making the movie? Is he mad at the book for existing? I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm wondering if maybe he is upset because maybe they're going to portray, and I say dwarves in the movie, it's seven dwarves. They're going to portray the dwarves as like these kind of like campy, cheesy, you know, bumbling people. And maybe you make them, you don't make them like that. Mike, when was the last time you saw the animated uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs from 1930, whatever? The first uh, full length motion picture, uh, animated motion picture from Disney Studios? Probably 1985. Okay. (laughs) All right. So uh, with with the benefit and or excuse of children in the house uh, and Disney Plus, we put it on one Saturday or Sunday months ago. And it, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to pile on, right? But when Snow White stumbles upon what she believes is, you know, an abandoned cabin in the woods, mm-hmm. uh, dare I say, this rustic setting. If it's on Zillow, it's you know gonna have words like rustic and oh, yeah. and uh, and vegan outdoorsy. probably outdoorsy, yeah. uh, yeah. one with nature. Yes. Um, oh, she, the first thing she does, well, with help of all the you know local animals that that are in in the neighborhood uh is it gets clean because it's filthy she's helping them out she is helping them out and they come in like who is this that's cleaned our our home uh and then they find her like sleeping in one of the uh you know not at all her size beds and i want to say something else by god that in recent viewing of this has brought to light that the internet community is full of shit and doesn't know what they're talking about. Okay, true, but what part? Okay. 
The common complaint on the internet regarding Snow White and the Seven Dwarves is that Prince Charming, or whatever his name is, is taking advantage of this poor, sleeping, Snow White individual. And that they just this person that they've never met before. And who does he think he is? When she is still in the grounds of, of her mother, the evil queen. Okay. And still in the, the palace, they see each other and lock eyes. Okay. And I can't remember if they had words, but it, I don't think this prince would be the type of prince who would just randomly go kissing strange girls in the forest. I think that he recognized her, maybe even saw her in a, in a bit of distress and probably in collaboration with the dwarves said, who said, it's been a terrible spell and we need your help, sir. And he steps. That's why he's a hero. But the Internet has villainized him, Mike. Hold on. Uh, for, for everybody that uh, is enraged right now, let me let me help you out. OK, so. You're saying that because he saw her and they made eye contact, that when she is sleeping, it is quite okay for him to just be like, well, down for a little smoochy smooch. I think they had a conversation. I think Unless the conversation was, hey, <laughs> if I'm sleeping, kiss me. <laughs> if I'm sleeping because of a spell, please kiss me. Hey, you want to know something else that's kind of creepy? Do you know how old Snow White is? The story or the girl the in the book? The story. The story. 1600. No, not 1600s. Uh, <laughs> 1700s. Oh, old? No, she's way less than 1700 years old. No, no. The character or, <laughs> or the book itself. No, just uh, Snow White's age. Probably 16. 14. Oh, okay. Yeah. But well, we I, don't know how old the prince is. We will in a second. Mm. Do you think it says in the original book, which thanks to uh, Saved by the Bell, we learned that in Grimm's fairy tales, the dwarves had no name. They were later named by true. Walt Disney. That is true. <laughs> uh, prince Charming was uh, 47. <laughs> no, I was kidding. <laughs> At that point, it'd be King Charming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you're horrible. Uh, but okay. Mike, it was a different time. Sure. Yeah. But you know, I okay. We've look, evolved back. past that. Like fourteen-year-olds aren't out there getting married anymore. That's yeah, true. I guess you know, in, a, in a civilized society, I anyway. I don't say any more about that. Um, going back to uh, uh, Dinklage, um, he, I, I I wish he would have elaborated more on what he wanted or didn't want. You know, and maybe he didn't. It just didn't make the article. Yeah, that's true. That's not good enough. Like if, like at the end of the podcast, he was like, "Guys, I'm just kidding. Like, make the movie, whatever." They're just He's like, like "Don't cast me in it, but have your fun." Yeah, don't cast me in it. No, cast Brad Williams in it. Uh, and and there's a world, you know. So I thought it was really uh, a nice twist that they did in Infinity War that he was in, where he played a dwarf, but he was like a towering, right? You know, so like, there's always a world that they do that. So maybe they, that's what he wants. He the wants Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, but the Seven Dwarfs are way bigger than Snow White and everybody. They're that's all fine. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I'm like, okay, well, a twist on it. But I still want happy, dopey, sneezy, grumpy, bashful, 
Doc. Sneezy. Says Sneezy. Um, Happy, dopey, (laughs) sneezy, grumpy, Doc, bashful. Dumpy's the one with the big butt. (laughs) Badonka donkey. Badonka donkey. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's move on. I apologize to everybody that I'm offending this episode, kind of. Um, I don't know. I have one other thing. Unless there was something that, that popped in your mind that you want to talk about, I wanted to talk about Ron Perlman. Talk, let's talk about running Ron. Do you have we properly discussed the Guillermo del Toro Hellboy movies? Greg, we've done like a hundred episodes or more than hundred for sure. And I don't remember what we all talked about. Okay. Have you seen the Guillermo del Toro Hellboy movies? I know for sure I've seen the first one. Hellboy and Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. And I think I've seen Golden Army. Okay. But for sure, I know I've seen the first one. Sure, sure. Well, it was after Golden Army that I think fans loved, uh, but maybe did not have a good ROI at the box office. Yes. That for whatever reason, we the promise of a third and kind of final installment of, of Guillermo del Toro's uh, Hellboy vision never happened. Right. Uh, I mean, look, the budget, uh, uh, this is from IMDb. So grain of salt, of course, uh, the budget was roughly $85 million. It grossed in North America, just about 76 million and worldwide, 168 million. Uh, so again, maybe commercially, not quite the success they'd hoped it would be, but fans of Guillermo del Toro, Ron Perlman, and and their iteration of Hellboy, I think really responded positively to it. Um, right, I, I enjoyed. It. I, I remember seeing it in theaters, and and I it's, it's just for me, it's hard to believe that it was 2008. I mean, it's been right. 14 years, give or take a month or two, uh, since Hellboy two, and. It's been now 18 years because I believe Hellboy, the first Hellboy movie came out in 04. So Ron Perlman says, I'm down to put on that suit again and uh, for the fans. In a quote from The Independent, Mike, do you have the article pulled up? No. Okay, I'll read it then. Uh, He says, in an interview with The Independent, Perlman said, quote, am I eager to do Hellboy 3? No. I'm 71 fucking years old, <laughs> which is a great reason to not you know, want to want to do this. Uh, he went on to add, we owe this to the fans. We should give it to them because it would be an epic conclusion. So Guillermo del Toro, if you're reading, I'm not done pounding you to get this fucking thing done. So I can only imagine that the longer this weight goes and uh, you know, the older Ron Perlman gets the less and less likely that we're, it's going to be that we're going to get Hellboy three. Yeah. I know he's 71. Here's the thing that you don't think about with Ron Perlman that he's 71 years old. Right. And, and, you know, maybe it's, I mean, he's done a lot in his career. Um, You know, maybe if not Hellboy, probably sons of anarchy is what maybe he might be best remembered for. Um, Cause I know he was in that show for, a very long time. I don't know if his character makes it to the end because uh, I didn't watch uh, Sons of Anarchy. 
Um, but I think for so many of us, uh, especially in, in more of the, the geekdom side of things that his Hellboy, I mean, it still holds up. Um, it, it's still a lot of fun to go back and watch the first one and even uh, golden army as well, but for different reasons, golden army is right. a little bit more of a fantastical tale um, that, you know, gets into like elves and old worlds and things like that, where uh, it, I don't know how much that is as a departure from the books where I believe the first movie more aligns with Hellboy, particularly Seed of Destruction, that storyline there, Mike Mignola. Um, and I don't know if it's a it was a falling out between Mignola and Del Toro or what, but I would really love to see a conclusion of Guillermo Del Toro's vision that was the Hellboy trilogy or or, or stories. So yeah. I just, you know, Guillermo del Toro first has to make a Justice League Dark movie, and then he can go on to make uh, Hellboy 3. By that time, Ron's going to be 73, and he's really not going to want to do it. Better get it. Hurry up, Ben Doro. Is that what he's working on? Allegedly no. Th- oh. no. <laughs> At one point in time, he was going to, and then That's I true. happened with it. But the beauty of it is that he could finish up Hellboy 3, get Ron while Ron's 71 and eager, or, you oh. know, or willing, I guess. Willing, yeah, not eager, willing. Right. Um, and then you could you could always because I think we talked about this before, and we know Matt Ryan's not even going to be around. It, it wouldn't seem for a, a Justice League Dark, but you you have a, an entire world there to cast. Yeah. So uh, you know you can pull guys in there, guys and gals, you know, but uh, uh, actors, thespians. Uh, in their 20s and 30s and early 40s and and have yourself a good old time. That's true. Sounds excellent to me. By the way, I was looking up uh, Hellboy 2 Golden Army. If you have a Peacock premium subscription, you can watch it. Really? Yes. That is good to know. I, I got also rid have of my a- Peacock. I will never get rid of my Peacock. <laughs> yeah. Thank <laughs> you, those kids. <laughs> yeah so mike what else we got on the old docket this week i think that's it did you read anything no i'm still working on justice league dark lords of order i'm almost done with it um it's it's excellent so far i, I know i'm going to want to read the next one which i think is witching hour i'm not really sure um I don't think uh, uh, the Twilight Comics, Swansea, Illinois has it, though. I don't, maybe they can order it. But after I read this, I'm going to go. I'm going to read some Sinestro Core. I'm going to go away from the, the Justice League Dark for a second. Now I can always come back to it. So you will never, ever be disappointed by some good old Green Lantern comic books. I'm glad you added the word comic books at the end there. You would care to elaborate on that, Michael? If you would have just said you'll never, ever be disappointed by a Green Lantern, you would have been incorrect because they didn't make a Green Lantern movie. I know it's not likely to happen, Mm -hmm. but in one of the many DC movies that are set to come out Uh this year, would you not get a kick out of Ryan Reynolds coming back as Green Lantern? 
I'll I'll throw an asterisk or preface disclaimer or whatever. They can design a different suit. No, I would think that you would have to keep the suit. And I think it would be like in a Flash movie where, you know, Flash goes back in time. And he erases was, other movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, even like he goes back and like it, it's not even a prominent like Ryan Reynolds doesn't he doesn't do any press for it. He doesn't talk about right. it. But like you can clearly see in the background him like change into a suit or something. And then, but then it's, it's a two second thing. You know, it's as Barry Allen's walking by him or something. Okay. You know, yeah. in the comics, Barry Allen and Hal Jordan are thickest thieves, best of friends. Well, they're that's good for them. I'm glad we're not getting that version in the in the DCEU. So, I also think Green Arrow and Green Lantern were friends, True. or at least teammates or something. They were. They're hard traveling heroes. Yeah. So called more. the Green Boys. They call themselves the Greeny Meanies. Nope. The uh, Emerald Archer. Yeah. And uh, the the Archer of Emeralds. No, I feel like that would indicate that both had (laughs) bow and arrow capabilities. So they both could. It's true. Green Lantern is capable of making himself a bow and arrow. That is very true. Yeah. Whose arrows fly truer than any others. That's true. Yep. Mike, we're, we're getting carried away. I know we're getting too awesome. Should we uh, call it call it a night? Call it a show? Let's, call it a? Let's do it. I got some groceries to get. Well, you do that. I'm gonna yeah. try to find out if I have to go get children. Okay. I'm I'm hoping that I don't because I'm in sweatpants and I don't really want to change. Okay, understandable. So maybe they, they'll just find their way home. That's fine. I mean, my wife can pick them up. She <laughs> should be getting off work anytime. Yeah, sometime tonight. You got it. <laughs> I mean, they'll be picked up by six because that's when daycare closes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Perfect. Perfect. Mike, good. thank you so much for yeah. uh, taking time out of your afternoon mm-hmm. to hang out with me so that uh, tonight I can spend time with my family. Yes. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to bid you a very fond farewell for another week of your favorite comic book pop culture podcast. Did you even know that we were your favorite? If not, we are, and you should tell everybody that we are. Best friend of the show, Josh, when you finally hear this in the year 2024, just know Josh says we're entertaining, and he feels bad that he's so far behind on everything that he can't listen to the shows because he doesn't want things to be spoiled. <clears throat> All right. Understandable. So uh, thanks, Josh, for your loyalty and, uh, and patroning, continuing to support the show. Anyway, uh, so for the co-host of the year, Mike Luther, I'm your regular old host, Greg Mahachko. We tell you here at Nerds United this and every week, just be kind. And rewind. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.